boys and girls. Welcome in to the Fantasy Brew Review. I'm your host, Caleb Ivey. Thank you so much for joining in. We talk fantasy. We review brews. We do an old-time radio show and various other skits. It's an entertaining time. At least for me it is. I don't know about the rest of you. So let's get into it. I bet you can't guess what we've got this week. It's another ice cold beer. And you'd think I'd mix it up and do a coffee at some point, and I will eventually, but not today. And this week, it's a Tiny Bomb American Pilsner from Wise Acre Brewing out of Memphis, Tennessee. It is fresh, it is refreshing. It is lemony, and it has a cool, colorful, trippy-looking can. I definitely recommend it. I'm giving it an 8.1 on the very official brew review scale. Let's move on to some football. And coming up next, for your listening pleasure, the new sports craze that is sweeping the nation, American football. It is a Tuesday show, which means we are diving back into the waiver wire. And I'm going to be honest, right off the bat, it's gross. It's not a fun waiver week. But the show must go on. There are still moves to be made. People have got injuries, bye weeks, players on their team who aren't good that they need to replace. Just a reminder before we get going... I will also be giving fab recommendations, and they are just that. Recommendations. Pay attention to your league and how they like to spend their fab bucks. Also, pay attention to which teams still have fab left and what they need on their roster. At this point in the season, you can probably make an educated guess on who you're competing with for certain players on any given week. First up on the list is Ramondre Stevenson. Rookie running back for the New England Patriots. And Ramondre had an absolute monster day on most of my benches with Damian Harris out of the lineup. 100 yards, two touchdowns, added on to four catches. And yet, he's still kind of a tricky pickup. I'm willing to spend a moderate amount of fab if I have fab to burn. But I'm probably not breaking the bank. Is there a chance that he takes over as the lead back and wreaks havoc going forward? Sure. Do I think that will happen? Probably not. But crazier things have happened, and that's why he should still be picked up. As long as Damian Harris is out, he's a stud. And with his talent, there's always a threat that he could steal more and more work. I'd be willing to spend around... 15% of fab, just to see what happens. Pickup number two is Deonta Foreman, running back for the Tennessee Titans. The big pickups after Derrick Henry went down were Adrian Peterson and Jeremy McNichols. Yeah, let's see which one of these guys can win the job and be a stud for fantasy. And that was a joke. That was all a joke. If you listen to that episode... 
I meant Deontay Foreman. But really, all three of these guys are splitting time pretty evenly. And, you know, maybe they're all irrelevant. But Foreman did lead the team in carries this past week, and he's looked pretty decent. Here's what I think I have determined. If somebody is going to run away with the job, it's not going to be Adrian Peterson. He looks slow. And it could be Foreman. So he's worth a stash. And the Titans play the Houston Texans next week. So if you are super, super desperate, he could potentially be flex-worthy next week. I'd probably stick around 8 to 10% of my fab. The next pickup is going to be Wayne Gallman of the Atlanta Falcons. Cordero Patterson went down with an ankle injury this past week, and Gallman outtouched Mike Davis 16-4. Now, the Falcons do play New England next week. Not a matchup I really want to throw Gallman in there unless I'm super desperate. But if Patterson is still out in two weeks, the Falcons take on Jacksonville. And I'm all about that. So maybe... 5 to 6% of your fab. Now, on to the receivers. I'm going to try and keep things pretty simple here. I've got three guys, and they're all kind of in the same tier. Darnell Mooney, Elijah Moore, and Michael Gallup. And I think I would go in that order. But they're close enough to where, if you've got a gut feeling about one or the other, just go with it. Mooney has been solid at times this season, but what's really changed over the past several weeks isn't him at all. It's Justin Fields, who we'll talk about in just a moment. Fields looks like he's really starting to get his sea legs under him. Don't worry, I'm not going to do another pirate skit in this episode. But Fields looking so much better does make me feel a lot more comfortable in Mooney. The second guy was Elijah Moore. He's a rookie receiver for the Jets, who has really broken out over the past two weeks. He's an incredibly talented guy, but his quarterback play is super iffy. So I don't have a lot of confidence in him being very consistent, but he is more than capable of a big blow-up game. And that leaves Gallup, receiver for the Dallas Cowboys. Gallup just returned to the field this past week after being injured for most of the season thus far, and He's a solid receiver in a high-powered offense, but it's also just a crowded offense, so he could be a bit boomer bust. For all of these guys, I'm probably just putting in around a six to eight dollar bid and seeing which one I get. Let's move on to the tight ends. Number one is Dan Arnold, tight end for the Jacksonville Jaguars. Arnold has been dominating targets for the Jaguars and has had at least 60 yards in each of his last three games. If he's on your waiver wire, just go scoop him up. I'd be willing to spend 12 to 15% of fab if I need a tight end. The only other guy I have on my tight end list is Tyler Conklin of the Minnesota Vikings. He has seen seven, seven, and five targets in his past three games, and he scored two touchdowns this past week. He shares an offense with Justin Jefferson and Adam Thielen, so he won't consistently see targets like Dan Arnold will. But he's still a pretty solid option. I'd probably go around 7 to 8% of fab on him. Let's move on to the quarterbacks. I've got three guys this week. Tua Tungavailoa, Cameron Newton, 
and Justin Fields. Tua has been great when he's actually been playing over this second half of the season, and he's taking on the Jets next week. Cam, if you haven't heard, is back with the Carolina Panthers and takes on Washington this week. Cam hasn't really looked good as a passer in a while, but you're not picking him up for his arm. You're wanting him to use his legs, maybe score a rushing touchdown or two. Which is also what you're hoping for from Mr. Justin Fields, who has really turned it on as of late. Baltimore may not be the best matchup in the world, but if he's running, that doesn't really matter. I'd probably spend around 5-6% to of my fab on any one of these three fellas. And that is going to be it for me on this episode of the Fantasy Brew Review, folks. Little bit of a shorter waiver wire episode, but thank you so much for joining in. If you enjoyed the show, please do me a big-time favor and leave a review. If you have any questions or would like to recommend some brews to be reviewed on the show, hit me up on Twitter at the FF Brew Review. Review spelled R-E-V-U-E, just to complicate things. You can also leave brew recommendations at fantasybrewreview.com. Hang around for another few minutes to hear the most recent episode of Dr. Adot and the Fantasy Quest. Thanks again for joining in, and enjoy the rest of your day. When we left Dr. Anthony Dot, he had just been given a clue. A very important clue. Or at least he hoped. One that would bring him one step closer to the perfect fantasy lineup. In his possession, he had three pieces of paper. One contained a riddle. On another, the letter B with a down arrow. And the third was a blank piece of parchment that looked very, very old. We join him now, as he polishes off another pot of coffee and racks his brain, trying to find the answer to this mysterious riddle before sunrise. Lies in the past. An adventure awaits, but it is not for the weak. (sighs) Well, looks like it's time for another pot of coffee. Dr. Adot stood up and walked out of his lab and onto the elevator. He swiped his keycard and pressed the number two, making his way to the break room. All of his clues still clutched in his hand, he studied them as the elevator traveled downwards. The elevator doors opened. Dr. Adot looked up and began to exit, suddenly stopping. He noticed something. The buttons on the elevator. B and a down arrow. He looked curiously at his piece of paper, and then back at the elevator buttons. It couldn't be that simple. Could it? I don't even have security clearance for the basement. I I couldn't if I wanted to. As he mumbled to himself, he swiped his keycard and pressed the B button. The doors began to shut and the elevator 
began its descent. I guess I have more clearance than I thought. The doors opened and Dr. Adot stepped off of the elevator. He stood in a small, empty room, with a large metal door in front of him. Dr. Adot walked across the room to the door, swiped his card, and gave the handle a tug. Retinal scan required. The voice came from an electric box to the right of the door. Well, we've come this far. What's the worst that could happen? He stuck his eye up to the box. Welcome, Dr. Anthony Dot. Dr. Adot opened the door to nothing but darkness. He took a deep breath and hesitantly took a step into the room. The lights turned on above his head, and then the lights just passed those, and then the next, and the next, and the next, and the next, and the next. Before him stood one of the largest rooms he had ever seen. It was magnificent. It was pristine. It was empty. Except for one thing. It was on the far end of the room, just too far away for the doctor to make out. Chalkboards lined every wall, every inch filled with theories and equations and answers. Hopefully. This is remarkable. Who is funding this? It has to be at least twenty times bigger than my lab. Dr. Adot marveled to himself as he began his long walk towards the strange object, meticulously inspecting the chalkboards as he walked. After walking for what seemed like several minutes, Dr. Adot stood in front of a machine, the likes of which he had never seen. It was massive, covered in wires and coils, levers and knobs, with a door on the front. Just inside of that door was an empty space about the size of a small walk-in closet. Even having spent most of his adult life in labs, he had never seen a machine this complex. To the left of the door was a digital screen with entry fields for a date and location. It looks like there's a date entered here. 332 BC. Oh, and there's, there's no location. The answer you seek lies in the past. This is... This... This is a time machine. I'd heard rumor this was being worked on. But never in my wildest... Uh, 332 BC. What was going on that long ago that would help me to unlock the secret of fantasy? football? I... I don't understand. 
Could it... Could it be gladiators? Oh. Oh. Wait. Wait. Bronze, silver, and gold. That's it. I know just where to go. The time was 6.33 a.m. The sun would be rising at any moment. With no time to spare, Dr. Adot typed in his destination, stepped into the machine, and flipped the lever. vanished. Tune in to the Fantasy Brew Review to follow along with Dr. Adot in his quest to build the perfect fantasy lineup.